Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. Well, we did it. I mean, with the bonus episodes, we're in like the 170s, but we don't count those, right? This is the Led Zeppelin stuff. And boy, oh boy, I thought long and I thought hard about what to do, what to do. I thought of a listening party, and then I realized this is worldwide, yo, and people may not want to listen to a live Led Zeppelin babble-a-thon with me at, say, 7 p.m. West Coast time, which is 10 p.m. East Coast, and that's just in the States. So uh, at some point, I will work something out for a live thingy-wingy-dingy-bingy. But for now, what we have is, holy shit, we did it. And I'm just going to play some of my favorite tracks over the last 100 episodes. And um, this is going to be a long one. Probably the longest episode. Um, I'm not going to play, I mean, at least where where I'm at now. I'm not going to play... Uh, the 35 minute whole lot of love that I love from Osaka. I'm not going to play the Vienna dazed and confused 73. None of that stuff. That's like half hour long, just of an by and of itself. That's just too bonkers. Um, I may change my mind. I may go all in and make this like a Dan Carlin, hardcore history episode where it's like, here's your five hours and 42 minutes. Dicks eat it. But, um, <clears throat> that's unnecessarily aggressive since you guys <laughs> listen to this and I must be nice to you. hundred episodes. That's crazy, man. When I started this podcast back in, uh, 2017, I think it was, or early 2018, it was just a one and done. I had a microphone, like a stage microphone and S not might've been an SM 58. I'm not sure. Plugged into a cable XLR to USB right into my God. I think I still had my MacBook at that time and, uh, didn't know what I was doing and just winged it as I do. And, uh, sound quality was dodgy. Everything was dodgy. And, uh, I also hadn't found my voice yet. I was like, well, let's see. I think I'll play this for you. This is July 24th, 1979, Copenhagen, you know. Whereas now I'm now I'm more comfortable because it's easy to talk. If I think of the fact that hundreds and thousands eventually people over time will listen to this, it'll freak me out and I'll clam up and be like, "Um, Today, I would like to play, but that's not the case now because fuck, we're all friends now, right? I can't believe I made it a hundred episodes. I love doing this. I'm thinking of where to take it from here. I mean, there's, it's always going to be like, here's a show, but I've done a hundred of these just for Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin adjacent. And yes, there are still plenty of great shows to highlight. But it's getting harder and harder. As you've seen, I'm already doubling stuff. I did two Ipswiches. Um, 
I did another one that I doubled up on that I can't recall at the moment. Hopefully you fuckers didn't notice either. But um, I think I may move into some things like uh, best of the Australian tour, best of the Earl's Court shows, best of 1979. Um, Gee, Mark, sounds like you're listing a lot of compilations that other people have already done. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, no need to reinvent the wheel. If I can have a bunch of fucks sit together and uh, just meticulously argue over which whole lot of love is better and then come to a consensus and put it out and I listen to it and go, my goodness, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I have already exhausted my favorite shows. Every show that I know inside and out, I have covered. The rest of the stuff, there are shows that I just grabbed and threw up there and listened to them the first time, just like you guys. Um, not often, but I there are times when I just have to be like, I have to get a show up. Because if I don't, if I skip a week, you know, which I think I've done maybe once or twice in the last year and a half or two years um, since I got serious with it. But then it's just because I am sick or my computer's fucked up or, or something. So the, 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 the takeaway is I have to do this weekly because if I skip a week, it's going to be so much easier to skip another week and then just watch it drift away. <laughs> That's uh, I have a problem doing that. That's a fault of mine. I have to keep going and really push myself to maintain because I lose momentum instantly, instantly. So thank you for sticking with me. I, I can't tell you how how much it means to have you guys on this ride with me. And uh, the amount of positive reinforcement and feedback I have gotten has touched my heart, healed my heart, helped me through a rough time in my life post-divorce trying to get back on my feet. And um, it's been nothing but nothing but sunshine for this old guy here. So thank you very much. So what are we going to do this time is, quite simply, I'm picking songs that stick with me. They're not the best. They may not be what you would pick. Some of this stuff, I mean, I'm already qualifying it. These are songs that I love that I have either brought with me to this podcast or I have discovered through this podcast. And these are songs by and large that I will listen to over and over again because they're just that good to me. And that's what this is. It's subjective. I'm showing you my favorite stuff and it may not be your favorite stuff. And that's cool. And I'll try and keep the sound quality good. Thanks for bearing with me for that Sydney show last week. Um, I know the quality wasn't good, but it just seemed so important to have the beginning of that show that um, I got I got one negative comment, and even that wasn't assholish. It was just dude, um, which is fair, but mostly positive because it's it's important. But I will I will try to. 
I try to stick with the best sound quality that I can. Sometimes I just am like, I have to present this. You got to hear it. You know, I have That's how, that's where I am with the uh, bath show. The, the legendary, the best show they ever did. June 26, 1970. And the recording is utter garbage, utter garbage. And, um, I waffle, but I can't do it. I kind of do it. I kind of do it. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lean more towards stuff that sounds good. That may not be an impressive show. March 24th, 1975. I've had requests for, I've even had a patron request for it because it's a, it's a fairly recent soundboard, but it's not a good, it's not a, it's not one of Jimmy's better shows. And I hate sloppy soundboard Jimmy. I mean, Jesus Christ, 1980 board tapes. If, if all of those board tapes were excellent audience tapes, the 1980 tour would be held in a slightly better light. But I again digress. Well, we've got a long show ahead of us, friends. If you've ever listened to Hardcore History, the, the, the history podcast with Dan Carlin, it's going to be kind of like this, except I won't say again. <laughs> Achaemenid Persian Empire, Khwarizmian Shah. Those are all Dan Carlin buzzwords. All right, friendos, let's get started. I've got a shitload here already. Oh, should I just go? Let's just do it this way. All right, we're going to open the show with my favorite. My favorite. I've played this twice already in the series. From the very first episode where I was like, I like Led Zeppelin. They're good. Actually, I wasn't. I was. I did my research. I'm like, this is the second show after Robert's plant's son died, and he came back, and they were ambivalent, and they really pulled stops. And that's the thing. This is September. September. Jesus. July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy nine. The second Copenhagen warm up show. It is a great show. It is a great show. You. I've said before, and people say Jimmy's playing like he's nineteen seventy three again because he is. Why is that? Because they had been off the road for two years and Robert quit the band after the loss of his boy and had to be coaxed back with great resistance. He was not on board like, yeah, let's get the show up on the road. Let's get the band back together. I can't wait. He was like, all right, I'll do it under these conditions. None of this 45 minute solo bullshit. No drum solos, no noise solos, short songs, beginning, middle, end. I'm not away from my family for more than a month and go fuck yourselves. And you can hear it. The 1980 tour and even Nebworth was, uh, it was a different vibe in the band. But because of that, and because they were trying to win back Robert and make up the lost ground of being sidelined from July of 77 to July of 79 to the day, they took it seriously, the band. They were staging a comeback and they knew it. And I think Jimmy got himself straightened out. I think he was as sober as rock stars in the seventies got. And I think he was professional. 
I think he had practiced. The band had practiced and they were ready to go and they weren't fucking around. And you can hear that in this show because they're focused. There's no noodling. There's no flub notes. Jimmy's not spaced out. He's not drunk. He's not loaded. He's not wasted. He is on point. And that's why the uh, 23rd and 24th are amazingly good shows from 1979. Uh, The 23rd, not as much because it's it's literally the first show. And there's a lot of kicking the rust off and a lot of dealing with sound issues and light issues and delays. But holy shit, this show on the 24th, amazing. Small venue, hundreds of people, hundreds of people. Well, maybe not hundreds, just maybe 1,200, 1,300. Not a lot of people, small theater, small theater. Just a warm up for Nebworth. So the pressure's both off and on. Because they have to deliver to themselves and make sure that they're not going to just embarrass themselves. Like they did on the 11th on the second Nebworth show when Jimmy was like, oh, everything's great. I don't need to be good anymore. We got this. And then boom, right off the wagon. And he comes back and he looks like a chalky cadaver that's just been dipped in, uh, God, mineral oil or something. Bad, bad, bad time. But I'm not here. I'm not here to shit on the band that I love because I'm not. I love them. Uh, but this is 10 Years Gone from July 24th, 1979. The second warm-up show in Copenhagen, warming up for the big shows in Nebworth the next month, a couple weeks down the road. 10 Years Gone, my favorite performance of 10 Years Gone. And I would have to say, if not the best version, then in the top three of this of this song 10 years gone july 24th 1979 will lead off this wonderful best of heart of markness enjoy it my dear dear friends this is the pseudonym remaster of this enjoy <laughs>
Oh, oh my God, that is so good. I never get sick of that. And the audiences, that hey-oh, dude in the audience, I always want to punch. Um, interesting thing, I have heard other shows from other bands from the same, the Falconer Theater in Copenhagen, and there's a video on YouTube of uh, Delaney and Bonnie and friends, friends being Eric Clapton and George Harrison, playing a concert in 1969. And it has that exact same clapping. Exact. It's just something Danish people do. I used to think it was people going, Led Zeppelin, you suck. Rah. When I was a teenager going, why don't they worship Led Zeppelin? But that wasn't the case. That's just how the Danish audiences are. I don't know why. Maybe because they're not Vikings anymore. Anywho, what do we got next? What do we got next? What we got next is... Yay, this is good. This is my favorite of the live performances of the very few live performances of When the Levy Breaks. And a lot of folks are going, oh, shit, because all the tapes and recordings of this, none of them are great, except for the, you know, illustrious soundboard. But. The Minneapolis soundboard hopefully will come out at some time. And the other soundboards, too. Because these songs, this, Wanton Song, How Many More Times, they need to be heard in that pristine soundboard quality because they're fucking novel. Jimmy had a broken finger. They changed the set list. And, um, but in any case, this is from Brussels, January 12th, I think, 1975. I listened to... Uh, the two different sources that I know that I know are available and found the one I like the best. And I don't think it's the one I used in the podcast. So it's a little bit of a change. So here it is. Live Levy. Jimmy's got a broken finger. And uh, hence the intro, the, the inclusion of that. They dropped dazed and confused because, again, the, the finger, broken finger, was his ring finger on his left hand. The bendy, bendy finger, very important for guitarists. And um, it is a testament to Jimmy's facility and godlike nature on the guitar for him to just go, fuck it, let's just keep going. I don't need the most important finger that a guitarist needs. Now, that kind of carelessness through the years, because he also fucked up his hand on the 73 tour, I believe. Might have been 72, but I think it was 73 as well. Uh, led to led to speculation that there's there was quite a bit of uh, tendon pain and ligament pain and contributed to his sub-standard playing in his later years. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, as Peter Griffin says. But... All I know is I like this performance of Levy a lot. I like the, I like it. It's it's not. I mean, the the studio version of Levy Levy is perfection. They're never gonna exceed. They're never gonna excel or exceed or even match that. But I like it, and what I like about it is Robert singing in a lower register as he did, but just I like his phrasing. I like his phrasing. I like his harmonica playing. I like, I like the song and I like the way he's like, don't it make you feel bad? You're trying to find your way home. You don't know which way to go. 
I like that. I like that phrasing. It gets me. And uh, so I'm including it. And we're 25 minutes in playing my second of 200,000 songs. This is going to be a long one, folks. Well, you can see how long it is. <gasps> you already know how long this episode is because you're listening to it. And I don't know how long it's going to be because I'm still recording it. You have me at an advantage. Oh, curse you temporality. All right, friends. Levy, Brussels, 1975. Discuss.
All right. <clears throat> Nothing's going to beat the ending of Levy on the studio track. I like that. Now, keep in mind, this is my subjective stuff. This isn't me making a list and going, what's my favorite Over the Hills and Far Away? These are the songs that I just reach out and go, what do I love? And what do I like to listen to? And I just grab them. Here is another one. Well, you know what? Yeah, I am going to stick with 75. This is uh, off the Minneapolis soundboard fragment. I don't know the date off the top of my head. But uh, there was a soundboard teaser that was released months ago. And the first few songs of the set were in. And then like 30 seconds of Wanton Song was on it. Woo! As a teaser. Uh, But one of the songs that was included was Cashmere. And I like this Cashmere because I like the uh, Les Paul Cashmere's more than I like the Dan Electro Cashmere's of 75. This is a Les Paul and it just sounds yummy to me. And what I love is, you know, there are people that are hearing this at this show that are hearing this song for the first time ever. And that always blows me away. Like uh, Ramble on Radio, Brian, over there, uh, last episode or the episode before last, he featured the very first performance of Stairway at uh, Ulster. Ulster Hall, I think, in Ireland. And uh, it's funny to hear the song start and have no one go, woo! Because everyone is like, the hell's this? Isn't it funny that the stuff from Zeppelin Four that was being heard for the first time, rock and roll, black dog, stairway, were the new songs that everybody hates at a concert? We're going to play some stuff off our new album. It's like, all right, I'm going to go piss and uh, grab a pretzel. Um, <laughs> and, and that was the case. There was a time when stairway wasn't stairway. And that's fascinating. And and that's what's going on with this cashmere to a point where it's it's the new song off the you know, new songs off the new album. And there are people at the show who are like, Heartbreaker, play Since I've Been Loving You, play Stairway. And these new songs, which are now staples. Can you live without cashmere? No. But there were people at this show, just by definition, who were like, uh play something I know. I don't know. Why am I focusing on the negative? It's a kick-ass track. Great sound quality. Much better than what you've heard. It's a soundboard, for Christ's sake. All right, friendos. Cashmere, Minneapolis. I don't know the date. You can figure it out. Maybe I'll have it when I come back. Enjoy, my friends.
Well, that was the song of the aesthetic beauties of, of Northwest India. This is the song of the aesthetic beauties of a woman. A field which we haven't really studied too much. It's, <laughs> it's called the wanton song. Twenty-six years old, Robert Plant is. Wrote Kashmir at twenty-six years old. Jimmy, at thirty. If he wrote it in seventy-four, yeah, thirty. Holy shit! I love it. Again, I'm not saying it's the best performance of the song. That I believe would be the reunion celebration day 2007 they fucking nailed that one but um it's one i like so i share it with you oh i'm so glad we had this time together i'm not done yet it's only 47 minutes in oh i am all right Maybe this won't be the longest one of all time. I will have to add more songs. Oh, it's only Wednesday night. Anyways, what's my hurry? See, I've been working on this one for days. All right. What I have next is going back to 1971. To the wonderful, beautiful Japanese tour. September 28th, 1971. I believe this is even the soundboard, quote, uh, recording that came out around the time that I put this episode out. So the quality is top shelf. I'm I'm saying that because I'm trying to skew towards good quality as much as I can. Uh, Levy, notwithstanding. That's the best sounding levy that's out there. Um, This is the brief little acoustic thing. It's uh, the two non-Zeppelin songs sandwiched between the acoustic tangerine and it's noteworthy because it starts with a song. This starts with Robert singing, we shall overcome. And uh, then they do tangerine, which is nice because you can really hear the harmonies from Jimmy on that. And beautiful, beautiful adds a layer of beauty to it that you just don't hear in uh, other performances as well. Anyway, And then at the end of that, they just go into Down by the Riverside. And uh, not the Neil Young version, but the, you know, gonna lay down my burden. And it makes me so happy. It stays in my head for days. I love it so much because it's, it's fun. It's happy. It's ebullient. It is vital. It is positive. It is just radiating light like a thousand fireworks and it is joyous and it is what I love about Led Zeppelin. So here you go. A little trio of acoustic tracks from September 28th, 1971 in, oh shit. Was it Osaka or Tokyo? I don't know. Japan. There we go. In Japan. Enjoy my friends. I hope this makes you as happy as it makes me. I hope you're enjoying this. Uh, cause it's all thanks to you. So it's kind of your fault. Ha. All right. I will be back shortly. This one makes me happy. All right. Here you go. We shall overcome. 
That makes me so happy. That makes me so happy. Those are just, that's just having fun. And you can hear before they go into Down by the Riverside, you can hear in the background them deciding what to play. You can hear one, Down by the Riverside. And Jimmy plays, like demonstrating it to Jonesy. And you can hear Jonesy going, okay, what key? Because he's on the keyboards. And and they just they just do it. And it's not I mean, that's the only time they've done this song that I know of. Off the cuff, maybe they did it in rehearsal. But it's also just as likely that because Jimmy and Jonesy were such good musicians and session musicians and that they played on everything, their ears have to be brilliant and you just kinda have to know. And there's a lot of songs that are fairly simple that you can just know how the chord progression goes. Not necessarily, you know, uh, uh, G, C, D, but you could know the the intervals. It could be a one, four, five progression, for example. Um, and you can hear that and know how to play that and, and, and just wing it. And that's just so beautiful and happy and fun and spontaneous and joyous. And the harmonies, I think it's Jimmy on harmony for Tangerine. And uh, I would guess Jimmy on harmony for down by the riverside too although you hear more voices at the end um brilliant brilliant band i wish they had done more harmony singing 
because they could pull it off. At Earl's Court, you get all four of them in harmony, but you can't find a decent recording of it easily because it wasn't record. Their vocal mics weren't recorded for the soundboard. Uh, for the video stuff, when you see it, the video, the mics, the the other than Robert, the the guys' mics were not on, uh, and the audience tapes are. I think it's the 18th. I think you can hear the 18th pretty well. May 18th. I don't know. I should dig that out. Eh? All righty. What do we have next, Mark? Well, friend, coming up on one hour, and I got something good for you. It is. Now, this is just... This is this is uh, low hanging fruit for Zeppelin, off the Blueberry Hill album. It is off the Night Owl Matrix, four source Matrix recording. I love it. You do lose a little bit. You do get some of the swishiness and the cymbals and things like that with phase issues. You just do, but it makes such a great, warm, complete sound. It is just unfucking believably good, and it is bring it on home. Another song that is fun and you can hear the audience digging it and robert digging it i can only hear fifteen thousand seven hundred ninety nine. man they were something else all right bring it on home from blueberry hill september 4th 1970 the four source matrix 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 enjoy happy 100th episode everybody I'm only here fifteen thousand seven hundred ninety nine. Do it.
for those people shouting obscenities, it's all going to come, right? That's for the man over there, because you have no voice left. We got them. Um, oh. What? You got a haircut and grown a beard, look. Where's that? And the point is, we've got an album coming out in two weeks' time. At last. Thank you. And uh, on this album, there's a few acoustic things. And we'd like to uh, try and do one for you tonight. So if you, can, if you can tell the mouse who's sitting on the floor to stop squeaking, and we can get everything very quiet, we'll manage to do it. This features the illustrious John Paul Jones on, on electric mandolin. Yes. Three minutes feedback before you go. This is a yeah, okay. This is a, a thing called That's the Way. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Blueberry Hill. Hopefully that reminds you to go back and listen to it. Because no matter, even though it's been around for 50 years, it's fucking great. And the sound keeps getting better. I think there are six or eight sources for this and the matrices like this one. And you can find one that will make you hap, 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 happy. Because, wow, what a great show. My God, I love that. I love Robert's harmonica playing. I love Jimmy in the background playing with it and just... I just love this band. I love the song. Bring It On Home is a fun song. Ah, oh, makes me happy. All right. Well, I have one left for tonight. It is Wednesday night. I'm not done with this, but I have one more than I'm going to do tonight in this batch. Uh, we're at an hour and 12 minutes, almost an hour 13. And it is, <clears throat> this one's a little bit of an outlier in that it's not my favorite no quarter ever because that is also uh july 24th 1979 but i'm pretty sure that i covered that at least once before maybe even twice before and unlike the 10 years gone it's not something it's not a hill that i'm gonna die on as far as like you have to hear this song again um this is this is what may be the best no quarter ever and that's hard to that I mean that that's a tough one to say because no quarter in 1973 was the nice fairly nice fair well I mean nice but fairly tight compact you know 13 14 15 minute long song remains the same no quarter in 1975 it stretched out a bit more and 1977 forget about it it's a mammoth half an hour long with Liberace piano and the nutcracker and boogie woogie stuff and a lot of times it's just bloated but when it when it slaps it's amazing like june 21st or june 26th 77 
forget about it. As well as um, May 31st, maybe? I can't remember. I'm not as well-versed in the later days as I am in the early days, although I have certainly gained an appreciation in doing this podcast for a lot of stuff that I used to not listen to. Like Live Days and Confused. Who wants to listen to 45 minutes? This guy right here now. Anywho. Anywho. This is Providence. 1973, July 21st. Great show, as I've covered. And uh, it is... I mean, I'll put my hat in the ring for saying this is... I, I would stand it as this being the best no quarter of 73. And again, it's subjective. It's a kick-ass no quarter from a kick-ass show, from a kick-ass band. So enjoy it, my friendos. And I hope you like this. I'm in, I'm having fun doing this. Thank you. 
That was awesome. That was just straight up, hippy-dippy, whippy-dippy. Awesome. Wasn't it? Is this working? Oh, I see what I did. Okay. Bam. Whew. I put together some stuff that made me very happy. <laughs> In fact, it made me so happy. I'm like, just wrap it up now. Finish it now. But like, I'm not done. I'm only an hour and a half in. I'm an hour and a half in. I mean, I've got plenty of shows that go this long. And this is 100 episodes. So I've got a little more in the tank. Not a lot more. I don't want to think go much longer than two hours. But there is stuff I want to play for you, including this gem from the Whiskey Agogo, January 5th, 1969. One of my earlier podcasts from the 20 in the early 20s, 25th episode, 24th episode or something. In any case, <laughs> the whole episode, I called it the Fillmore. And uh, boy, did I hear about it. Nobody was an asshole about it, though. Just like, uh, dude, Fillmore. I mean, uh, whiskey, not the Fillmore. Which is nice. Which is nice. You don't correct grandpa. When he starts talking about the war and starts naming the grandkids' names and uh, getting them all wrong. My grandma used to do that. She'd go through everybody in the fucking family when she was trying to talk to any one of us. Because I had three cousins, Kevin, Brian, and Terry, and myself. I'm Mark. And she would just go through, Kevin, Terry, Brian, God, God damn, Mark, Mark, get over here. And it was funny. Grandma. Oh! I miss my grandma. <sighs> All right, here it is. Uh, this is what I'm playing. It's Four Year Love, the Yardbirds tune. And uh, it's a slow version. In fact, when I, I, I posted it just on Facebook as a YouTube video a couple years ago. And my buddy commented, it's like, I think this is much slower. If you listen to the For Your Love, it's actually this many beats per minute. That's just this many beats per minute. I wonder, I think the tape is slow. And I'm like, eh, I could see why you're saying that, but it's in it's in tune. They're just playing it slow, I think, because the rest of the show is fine. Anyway, now I doubt myself. Whatever. For Your Love by the Yardbirds, played by the New Yardbirds, also known as Led Zeppelin, also known as the Knobs, also known as Melvin Giganticus, also known as the Turd Burglars, also known as still Led Zeppelin. Alrighty, friendos, enjoy for your love from January 5th. They'd only been on the continent for a week. They were an opening band. And I think they were still driving like a rented uh, station wagon. All piled in. They were sharing rooms. They were not famous yet, but just <laughs> at the end of this tour, they would be. Holy shit. All right, friendos, for your love. I love this, and I love you. <laughs>
Rough, not bad in any way, but they they had not locked in together yet. They were still a new band. Wild, chaotic, almost going off the rails in places. But powerful, powerful band. Holy shit. Let's see. Well, I don't have anything else right now, but it's still Wednesday night. And I am sorely tempted to wrap this up. But I know that if I do, oh, that's interesting. Okay, I see what I'm doing. I'm looking at this. My Audacity page is is ridiculous because it has so many. I've never had this many tracks before. Um, yeah, I'm tempted to to end this now, but I'm not going to because I know that tomorrow I will have other songs that I want to share with you that I have that I can't think of right now. So that's great. I will come back from work home from work tomorrow if there's more songs i'll tack them on and finish this up and give you something to thank you for a hundred episodes it's so good all right well i'm gonna stop recording here because i got nothing else to say and next time you hear me it will be a day later unless i die and this will be the great unreleased podcast he keeps saying that It's morbid. It's not morbid. I'm in my 50s. I have high blood pressure and I'm fat. Not as fat as I used to be. 30 pounds down. It's getting boring. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It is now tomorrow. Time has passed. And I have more songs for you. Are you delighted? I hope you are. I hope this isn't disappointing. I am not a bigwig in the Zeppelin community. I mean, whatever wig I have in the community is just because of my podcast. So I don't have like secret hoarded shit that I'm like, I wish I could play this for you. I don't because <laughs> I would, or at least I would tease the fuck out of it. <clears throat> but no, I don't have anything you don't have, man. So that's why I'm doing this. It's the only thing I could really think of is just these are things I like. These are the things that I have a brought into this podcast or be discovered through this podcast. And I share that with you. With you? Even you. Yes, that's right. You. <sighs> I got this one for you. This is my personal favorite. How many more times? This is one that I brought in with me, like the 10 years gone from Copenhagen. It's one that I, I came into the. I came into this relationship with, and uh, I played it for you before, and I'm going to play it for you. Well, I played all this for you before, so. But up, but up, up, up. <clears throat> How many more times? Montro, Switzerland, March 7th, 1970, I think. March 7th sounds right. They begin with uh, Susie Q, Credence. And that's what makes me fall in love with it, basically. The rest of it, I can't really remember, although it's awesome. Um, There's some great photos of this gig showing. And this is back in the day where you could see Led Zeppelin. Like, if you had front row at Led Zeppelin, you could could, uh, just grab 
Jimmy's leg and pull him down. You were that close and they were not that elevated. And then, uh, which was not to their benefit at the Madison Square Garden show uh, where the stage collapsed because fuckheads kept jumping on it. But that didn't happen here because this was Montreux, Switzerland. I don't know if it was the Jazz Festival, but I know it was in Montreux. Claude Knobs, Funky Claude, right? Funky Claude. That's right, from Smoke on the Water. Same guy, same town. Not the, Maybe even the same venue, unless it had burned down by then. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. All right, friendos, how many more times March 7th, 1970? Take note of the Credence Clearwater Revival beginning. And remember how awesome these guys were. I'll be back in about 25 minutes. Yeah, sorry. Not sorry. It's Led Zeppelin. Enjoy it. We're going to uh, finish with the thing. Wow. Called How Many More Times? And we want you to get together.
Many girls gonna be the death of you. I hear my mom and papa talking late one night. Said the way that you move don't do you right. They really did. So I said, Mama, Papa, listen to me. Everybody got a boogie jersey. Everybody got a boogie jersey. Everybody got a boogie jersey. You gotta move. I'm 
Well, that was absolutely smashing. I love it as much as I loved it the first time I heard it, like 20 years ago or 15 years ago or whenever, whenever Divinity came out. <laughs> um, that's when I heard it. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, we're over the two hour mark and I am going to wrap this up soon. There's um, a couple more songs I want to play for you and they're all sequential. So we're going to do it in one last push. But before I do that, I want to thank the Titans upon whose shoulders rests the heart of Markness. These are all the people who have been patrons since the inception of the show. And I give them a laurel and a hearty handshake for helping me make my avocation come true. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to Chris, Michael, Rob, Evan, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, Other David, Bill, Bonzo Billy, Mimo, Jeremy, and Avi of the Raven, Avatar, Jeff, and Knegarn. Thank you so much, everybody. Everybody. Oh, and it was in a different order, so I screwed up the uh, from Melbourne, Australia. Sorry, Rob. Oh, thank you, everybody, for helping me do this. For believing in me and supporting me. And it sounds all stupid, but it's true. Eh, the stupid things usually are true. So here's what I'm going to do. I fucked up, actually. I was going to play you uh, Thank You off of Blueberry Hill. Iconic, right? Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And a nice way to wrap this up with Thank You. Sweet. But it wasn't the one I was going for. I listened to it. I'm like, this isn't what I was waiting for. I was looking for the one that had the audience going back when Robert's like, ba, 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 ba. We got to go now. And the audience is, no. Uh, and it wasn't Blueberry Hill. It was, however, uh, June 25th, 1972, the show from which How the West Was Won was released or called or whatever. And so we're going to hear that. But we're not just going to hear that. We're going to hear the organ solo, which is Louie Louie and Everyday People, the Sly and the Family Stone song. And thank you. And then I will be back to say night night to you all. Here we go. June 25th, 1972. What else is there to say? Thank you. Here you go. Yeah. 
everybody it sure has been great bringing you 100 episodes for the war against the war who cares 100 episodes